Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana. And I'm Brooke. And this is episode 69. Today, we will be talking about The Walking Dead, season 10, episode 5, What It Always Is. We will also discuss the movie Terminator, Dark Fate, and Netflix show Daybreak. Before we dive in, how are you doing today, Brooke? I'm doing really good. I'm enjoying my Saturday morning with you here at my salon, our pop-up studio. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's, it's going to be a good day. It's kind of cloudy and cozy. I got my jacket on. Uh, it's a lot different than it being super hot. I know, long. right? We're like, it's hot, it's hot. <laughs> it's over the door. <laughs> yeah. Now it's like, ooh, it's a little chilly, although I prefer it to be a little chilly. Yeah, it's nice. I love fall. Yeah, I do too. How are you doing, Diana? I am doing great. Just celebrated my anniversary this week, so that was really nice. Happy um, anniversary. Thank you. Yay. Just took a little road trip, so just a, you know, just to get out and see the ocean and mm, everything. It. So it's had a really good time. Was it a beautiful day? It was a beautiful day, mm. yes. I, I just love being by the water though. Mm-hmm. I just think it's just so very cool. Yes, very calming. Yeah, so you know, in watching this episode mm-hmm. and we saw how Brandon followed Negan around, mm-hmm. it got me to thinking how you would handle someone who wants to be your friend, but you don't want to be friends with them. Mm. How would you handle that situation? Oh my gosh. Well, I think in this society with like the technology of communication that we have, texting, and it's kind of easy to avoid somebody. Just, you know, you don't pick up the phone or you don't respond to a text right away or you don't seem eager to be a friend. Um, so avoiding them is one reason or one way. Yeah. But is that fair? Is that a terrible thing to do? <laughs> or would I just be upfront and tell them? Oh, I don't know. That's that's the question. I'm so, How would you handle it? I'm so non-confrontational. I know. <laughs> but um, I think I'm at the point in my life where I don't think that I would have a big of as big of a problem to tell somebody that I disagree with something that they said or did. So at least I could do that. Right. And then... But what if they really liked you, like admired you, and just wanted to be around you? We're always popping oh, up. maybe like idolizing and just yes. creepy. Yeah. That, yeah, exactly. It's like, ooh, they, they pop up, you know, at your studio, and you're just done with the client. No. Oh, for sure. I would tell them to get the hell out of my face when... <laughs> Call the cops. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, gosh. Little single white female. Right. Mm-hmm. I love that so, movie. Yeah. How would you handle that situation? Oh, gosh. Okay, so it's funny, but all my life I've been really, I, I've noticed that I've been really nice to people, so they kind of cling to me. So, for, you know, people that don't have very many friends, they mm-hmm. tend to cling to me. And oh. I noticed this. I remember growing up, we were young, we, and you know, this is when everybody used to hang out and be friends with people on their street, right? Mm -hmm. And there was this one girl who would come 
from another street and come and always see us hanging out. Well, she would always come by and everybody would dart inside their houses, right? Because they didn't want to deal with her. Oh my God. But sometimes we didn't realize she was walking up and then she'd walk up. I couldn't help but be like nice to her, even though I was like, oh no, I don't want to get stuck in a conversation with you. But mm-hmm. I, I just always would talk because I didn't want to hurt their feelings. So, and I noticed this trend of me doing this throughout my life. I always befriended the people that did not have friends. Great. Which is so probably now, a nice thing, but no, I was I didn't like, want to be stuck in that. So I was like, oh my God, how do I get out of this? How do I get out of this? But you know, I don't want to be mean to people, but at the same time, it was like, oh my gosh. So I'm very non-confrontational too. So I can't just turn around and say, leave me the heck alone. <laughs> Maybe. Don't be near me. Maybe. Maybe if it was just too weird. If it yeah. was too weird. Yeah. So, friends out there listening, let us know what you think. What would you do or how would you handle a situation if you had a friend who was maybe getting a little too close to you and you didn't know how to, you know, keep your distance from them? What would you do? How would you handle that? You can leave us a comment on Twitter at in underscore screens or at our screens and focus facebook page you can also follow us on our instagram and subscribe to our website and our youtube channel diana yes after this episode i was like at the edge of my seat Mm. how are you feeling about this episode altogether i i love i love the season this season has been so good Mm -hmm. so i really like this episode I like that there were uh, revelations in this episode with Magna and Ezekiel. We meet Brandon, who idolizes Negan and is a bit of a wacko. Mm -hmm. And it was great to see more of Negan and his journey outside of Alexandria. So, and also there were some really good special effects and brutality in this episode. Oh my gosh, I know. There was. Yeah. What about you? What what were your overall thoughts? Well... I was so anxious to see what Negan would do. And when, you know, he was on the loose and then he met up with Brandon and he smiled really coy at Brandon. And I just knew that Brandon was the one that helped Negan escape. And I just really wondered how Hilltop was holding up about the, um, since the tree incident and how they were able to handle the rest of the, uh, the retaining walls and everything. Uh, but when we saw Kelly go missing, I really felt that this epi- episode was monumental for the new integrated group members as well. Yeah. Because we got to see more of them. Well, I was going to say, I thought it wasn't Brandon that let him out. Oh, wasn't? I don't think so. I think we don't know. So it wasn't, or unless I missed something, but I thought he even asked him. But now I'd have to go back and rewatch it. So I thought it wasn't Brandon and it wasn't Lydia. So we're like, who let him out? I think it was Brandon because Brandon was the one uh, who was on watch when he killed Margot. I know. I didn't realize so he that. Was like yeah. his bodyguard yeah. person. Oh, well, maybe it was him. And then yeah. when they met up, he's like, "Oh, you're really fast." So I. Yes. And then he smiled at him. So yeah. I was totally under the impression oh, that Brandon maybe it was. was just catching up. Okay, maybe it was. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but maybe there's another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Negan is oh, so much fun to watch. I never thought I would say that. Yeah. It's crazy 
how good he is in this role. And I can't say I fully trust him, but I do think he's leaning toward the light at the moment. So I don't know. And he has this crazy Brandon following him, idolizing him, telling him stories he heard about him, like how he made Rick chop off Carl's hand and that he shot Carl. And then Negan gets pissed and says, I never did that. You know, never would I kill a kid. Right. And then Brandon's all, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am Negan. I'm like, oh my God, this guy's creepy. And then as they walk in the woods and walkers are attacking him, you know, we see Negan fight with a walker, gets the upper hand, and then starts using a stick and wire to cut off the walker's head. It was pretty gruesome. That was awesome. It was great special effects. And we see blood splat all over the camera. Mm -hmm. And then Negan says, thanks for the help, Brandon. And Brandon says, sorry, I was busy getting your surprise. And then he pulls out his jacket, Negan's jacket, and Lucille. And Negan is probably thinking, holy shit, but tells him to put it away because he doesn't want to be recognized. I know, that was like the first weirdness, right? And awkwardness that Brandon had displayed with Negan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then real... Uh, and then Negan realizes that Brandon is a, is a psycho. Uh-huh. And he tells him to leave. And Brandon, you know, he is suggesting that the mother and son that they came across at the bus, um, they're hiding resources. And, you know, Negan doesn't buy that. Mm-hmm. He's just like, what? No. Um, Negan and Milo bond. And Negan tells Aww. him about airplanes. I and that know. Just, oh, that was so wonderful. Um, and then he also lets him know and teaches him about what net tapping is. I know. <laughs> that was so funny. Aww. Yeah, I know. I was like, it was this a moment? Yes. He really does like kids. Mm-hmm. He's got a soft spot for them, for, he for does. sure. Yeah. Um, especially when Brandon was di- being disrespectful, talking about Carl. He's like, oh, I heard you killed Carl. Yeah. Or his son, and he was like, I would never do that uh-huh. to Carl. He was a good kid. Yeah. I loved how he defended yeah. um, Rick and Carl. At yeah, that moment. I do too. Yeah. Um, Negan, he, you know, he wants to help Milo and his mom get to Hilltop just as long as they don't tell him, just as long as they don't tell Hilltop who sent them there. Yeah. I thought that was really special that he was, he's trying to be helpful. Yeah. Um, and after a while, we hear a whistling. That's after we uh, he told Brandon to leave. Yeah. And Negan's looking around, and as he looks, and he looks for the tune, um, you know, we see Brandon standing over dead bodies of Milo and his mom. Ah, so... Oh, man, that was so horrible. I just had this weird feeling that that's what was happening. And it just gave me the creeps. Um, so then Negan goes postal and he beats the shit out of Brandon and smashes his head in with a rock. And the last time we saw Negan smash somebody's head in, I think it was with Abraham and Glenn. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then he grabs the jacket and Lucille and heads out. And uh, I... I really felt for Kelly this episode. I know, me too. Yeah. And apparently Kelly separated from a small group because she was tracking something 
and that something turned out to be a wild boar, yummy. Uh, we saw Kelly at Oceanside concerned for her hearing loss in the previous episodes, mm-hmm. and it has become more significant, and she is super concerned, and she seems really scared. While hunting that boar, Kelly becomes disoriented. However, she does land the shot with her slingshot and relieves the boar with a knife and immediately gets bombarded by a few walkers. She runs into the woods while back at Hilltop, Connie is concerned of her whereabouts. And when the group come back and when the group comes back without Kelly. I know. Can you imagine your little sister is missing? Oh, and then she's like having all those issues. I know. I hate seeing her like that and her having that hearing loss, thinking that must be so scary. Yeah. Because Connie has lived with it, right? right? So it's different when you, you know, have your other senses. But the fact that Kelly's going through this right now. Mm -hmm. In this world, it's very scary. And it it looks very scary because the last part you see her at that one point is there, you know, the walkers are... Or right behind Descending her. on mm-hmm. her. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, look out. So, <laughs> look out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're always yelling at the TV, right? <laughs> Get out of there. Run. Uh-huh. Look out. Don't go in there. And then it's commercial. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then Ezekiel, oh gosh, he's coughing and Sadiq wants to check him. And Ezekiel slaps his hand away, which was so unlike him. And then, you know, Ezekiel shows him his neck and Mm. he has this big lump on it and says it's been a month. And Sadiq tries to say it could be a number of things like an infection or other things. But Ezekiel says, no, I know what it is. My grandmother and my father had thyroid cancer. The pain, the swelling, you know, the coughing. They fought and won. It had a 98% survival rate back then. But now it's like, you know, you don't have all the technology and exactly. the chemo here. Yes, that was radiation. available. That's exactly. available now, and they don't have anything then. Mm. So, oh my gosh, I was like, no, you can't I know. die. Well, I noticed he was coughing early in the episode as well. So I'm like, oh, is he okay? Yeah. And then Sadiq. Yeah. I know. And I, you know, their moment was kind of cool watching them because Sadiq says, ever since he was born, everyone looks to me, you know, and, you know, maybe we can't get away from it, but we can talk about it. Otherwise, what are we here for if not for each other? Mm-hmm. I just love Sadiq. Yeah. And, you know, at the end, Sadiq gets Carol on the radio and he leaves to let Ezekiel speak, but Ezekiel can't do it. And he shuts the radio off. I know. I felt so, so bad for him. I know. Listening to her footsteps and then sitting in the chair. And I know. That was heartbreaking. I'm really I, sad about Ezekiel. I don't, but I'm thinking, I haven't heard that he's not going to be on the show. Have you? No. I, I actually, uh, no, I don't read much about uh projections at all uh-huh. just because i like to be surprised yeah i can't help it they pop up and i'm reading them like what's yeah. happening what's happening yeah. <laughs> no, i just gotta wait for sunday so i um yeah so i was like i was really stunned and surprised to see this i'm like how's this gonna how's he gonna get better or is he is it gonna get worse and he's not gonna be on the show i don't know 
don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I was like really thoroughly surprised and not happy. Right. So. I was surprised at Magna and, you know, we find out through Kelly that Magna has been plotting and stealing from Hilltop some resources, probably uh-huh. food and things yeah. like that. And oh shoot, you know, how can she, how can she do something like this? I'm really disappointed about that. It's understandable why people would always feel like there are never enough resources in the apocalypse. But I mean, stealing from a community that took you in and trusted you is a very, very hard line to cross. Mm -hmm. Uh, Magna ends up talking about her imprisonment in the episode before Silence of Whispers. We hear that Magna tells Yumiko, you're not my lawyer anymore. Mm -hmm. And so in this episode, um, you know, well, now we know why she said that. It sounds like she took vengeance on a man who probably violated her little cousin. Right. And I think she killed the man. She didn't say I killed him. But, I know. Yeah. You know, I'm, she did something. Yeah. yeah. It suggested that maybe she did. And um, she didn't say, but Yumiko and Magna are currently separated right now, it seems, just because they're not really on the same page. Right. And Yumiko was like, oh, I think you better sleep somewhere else or something yeah. like that. Well, I'm thinking it made it sound like when she defended her in, you know, before the apocalypse happened, she was probably under the impression that she didn't kill this person or do whatever it was to this person. And now she's realizing that she did. And then now she's realizing that she stole from the community they lived in. So I think she's like, wait, do I really know you? Mm-hmm. You're kind of pissing me off because I really don't know you like I thought I did. Exactly. Exactly. So. Um, then there's Gamma. You know, we, we also see Gamma mm-hmm. and Aaron having run-ins at the creek. Although yeah. she didn't know at first that Aaron happened to be there. She could sense it because she looked yes. up and she, she heard some uh-huh. creeping around. But Aaron kind of hid in the brush. And um, it, it appears that she's throwing walker bodies and splitting their bellies and letting them leak into the water. That's horrible. Yeah. At first. Exactly. At first, I thought she was doing it to contaminate the water. Yeah. Um, I think that is why she's doing it now. But then at the camp, and she told Alpha that she needed another guardian. Alpha does not hesitate as she orders Beta to take out a whisperer right then and there. And then Gamma walks to the creek with the now walker, a.k.a. guardian. Yeah, uh-huh. And then she kills it and then watches it fall into the creek, which is creating a dam, is what they said back at their... Oh. So I'm not understanding... Like, I, I understand that it's contaminating water. Yeah. But I'm also figuring out that they're trying to keep the water from flowing new water in. Yeah, probably. keep their water contaminated, mm-hmm. probably, I guess, right? Yeah. So creating a dam with the bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she cut her hand in the process of, I guess she was having like a flashback of Alpha and then her sister, and maybe she's having like a guilt trip or something. Yeah, that was interesting. It. Yeah. yeah. So she's stabbing the body uh-huh. like crazily, and then it cuts her hand. Aaron ran over to her and offered her a bandage, and then we, she went back to the camp, and then she told Alpha that Aaron gave her a bandage. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but I smell trouble. I do too. She's kind of, she's resisting her own feelings. Yes. But she's, when she sees Alpha in person, she submits to her. Right. Yeah. I like it though, right? Because it's it's causing all this, oh, 
my gosh, mm-hmm. you know, Erin's getting to her a little bit. Her conscience is getting to her a little bit. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking, God, she's just a cold woman, you know, killing her sister and doing mm-hmm. everything. But no, I love that she's having these thoughts, you know, because yeah. you just never know what's going to happen. Hey, she's the little girl from Hocus Pocus. Oh, is she? Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, funny. Where do I know her from? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. I saw uh, before Halloween, they were showing uh, scary movies, and I saw that she was the main uh, actress. I saw her name, Thora Birch, on a on a movie. I, I don't know what the movie was, mm. but I saw that she was headlining this movie. And I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, she's been around a while, you yeah. know, doing stuff. So I, like, I knew I've seen yeah. her as a little kid. What was it? Yeah. Okay. So, Diana, what other things did you notice in this episode? I noticed that we hear a record, and it sounded like how Beta's voice would sound if he was that musician we were talking Uh about. It was so interesting because it was when, uh, you know, uh, Magna and Yumiko were talking and one of them turns it down and then they they turn it back up. And I'm like, it just seemed like it wanted you to hear it, right? It wanted you to listen and wanted to give you this Easter egg. I'm like, I don't know. And the voice just sounded like how I imagined Beta's singing voice to be. I'm like, that sounds like him. So they I talked just, about the record playing in The Talking Dead, but they didn't reference Beta at yeah, all. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So I'm, I'm really so curious. Oh, Chris um, Harvick, if you're listening, <laughs> you yes, want to get on the show. Exactly. So we've got some good ideas here. <laughs> um, and it's confirmed that the Whispers are sabotaging our group. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. And it's also that... Um, Alpha's really taking her time with setting all this stuff up, which is very, you know, very cool. Very, you know, strategic on her part. So um, I like that. And then, uh, and we talked about Gamma having second thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was interesting that they brought up Rosita is sick and saying, oh, she'll be fine. She didn't want you to know. But it made me wonder why she's sick. But now I'm thinking as we just talked about the water, maybe it has to do with that. (gasps) Who knows? It could be a a multitude of things. I just thought it was interesting. Why would they bring that up? They haven't even showed Rosita. So we haven't seen like a flu outbreak in a long time since the prison, I don't think. So that would be really, (gasps) oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh, and then here they are on their way to Oceanside trying to see if there's a hit out there coming from the Whispers when it's still right in their own backyard. Mm-hmm. Mm. And um, you probably are aware of this because watching The Talking Dead, but that Kelly's hearing loss is influenced by her real life, that the actress in real life is having the same thing happen to her. And so the writers took this information of her real life Mm. and incorporated it into the show. That's a great idea. Which they've done, right? They did that on Fear the Walking Dead too um, with um, Wendell? Yes, with Wendell and his wheelchair Mm -hmm. and putting that into the show. So they're really good and and I love that they're always thinking about people and their, um, you know Abilities. Abilities, exactly. And what you know, and putting it into the show and writing it in and, and making these people so real and real things that are happening to people. So I really, really appreciate that about their writing. Well, it's good, you know, because my kids watch The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead and we watched her on The Talking Dead and they're like, oh, she can talk. I'm like, well, yeah. 
And so they did not understand and they did not know that some people are born with hearing loss and some people um, over time lose their hearing. Yeah. And so uh, so they had to, that they learned something mm-hmm. from right. their experience. So mm-hmm. I'll let them know that um, this, yeah. Because I was telling them, oh, maybe that's something that she had come later in life uh-huh. because she talks very clear yeah, and very well. But yeah. um, So now they, yeah, well, thanks for yeah. Uh, letting me know about that yeah what about you what things did you notice in this episode well i've keeping my eye on the whispers and strategizing what they're controlling their mm-hmm. borders mm-hmm. and kind of pushing the other groups out um negan walked into the woods with his jacket on and his uh, lucille Crap. saying little pig little pig what does it take to get eaten around here um and then he uh has a uh, encounter with beta Right? Beta just uh-huh. knocks him silly. He's like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was surprised to see Sadiq holding it together this episode and taking care of Ezekiel and really focused um, on him because mm-hmm. the last episode he was like dunking his head in ice water right. to man- monitor his uh, PTSD. And so this episode he's kind of getting back on track. Maybe it was uh, Dante, the help of Dante, <laughs> counseling him. Um, and then Daryl and Connie's conversations that I'm enjoying watching them. Yeah. I love watching them building their relationship and he's getting really good at signing and communicating with her. Mm-hmm. And the two of them have such good chemistry. I just love and adore them. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Daryl. So, he's been so, I don't know. I like him. I know. I love it. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll like, been. He's talking. Yeah. Just, oh, it's just so cute yeah. to watch that. Um, Diana, why do you love the show? I love when they bring loonies onto the show. I really do. Brandon was is so was so warped, and we haven't seen anyone quite like him since Lizzie. They are so under the radar, not outwardly the bad guy, and so sometimes it's hard to spot them. But it. It just makes them really scary, and that's what I love about this show. That's good. What about you? Why do you love the show? Well, in this episode in particular, I really enjoyed watching Negan and his journey, and I was disappointed when he put his jacket on, although I'm eager to see what he will do once he encounters the Whispers. I always wonder if it's a ploy, if it's just him pretending Yeah, in a way. I think so, but... At the same time, like, ugh, that jacket just yeah. makes me sick. Plus, he has to be tough, right? So maybe that's just persona. It's like, yeah. I, you know, I got to put this on and, and act a certain way. and um, Yeah, he's, like, just taking action, yeah. right? Because everybody else is just, like, trying to tiptoe around the whispers. And maybe he's just like, you know what? Yeah. Let's go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Balls out. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> Negan, right? Mm-hmm. So if you could give an award to your favorite quote, character, or moment, who or what would you give your award to? I would give it to Negan. Awesome. I love when he tells Brandon, new plan then. You go wherever the hell you want. You tell the whole world exactly where I am. I don't give a shit. As long as I don't have to see that pasty, creepy ass face of yours ever again. Hilarious. I loved it. I'm like, oh my God, Negan. So You're funny. so funny. Yeah. I love it. He's I love some it. Good ones. So it's great. What about you, Brooke? 
Who would your award go to? What was your favorite quote, character, or moment? Well, I was really touched by Connie and Daryl, and I could feel the emotion in their relationship, and I love watching them grow closer together. I really want Daryl to be happy, and I look forward to, and I'm also curious if he will be in a loving, intimate relationship with her. I know there are many fans who would love for him to be with Carol, but Mm -hmm. I'm just glad that they are just friends. It makes me happy and curious if he will end up with a soul sister at that, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. because his brother Merrill was kind of racist. No, not kind of. He was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just kind of, I just love that. Yeah. I think it's very cool too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diana, what else are you watching? Oh my gosh. There's so much to watch right now. I have to like, <laughs> I, have, I have a list going that I haven't even gotten to, mm-hmm. but I just wanted to bring up Will and Grace because um, it's funny. And I just think that the four, you know, actors on that show are phenomenal. They're like hysterical. Mm-hmm. They are like gelling so good and they just make me laugh out loud. And I I love the those characters, those actors in those roles. And I just love that show. So people, if you don't watch it, tune in. It's just half an hour and it's just so funny. It's nice to like not have to always think sometimes and just laugh. Um, I do want to say that Mayan's MC finale, oh my gosh, this show is, it is one of my favorite new shows, so I'm really happy about it. And I think people should be watching, so please tune into that show. I did start watching The Morning Show with Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon and Stephen Carell, and I've only watched two episodes, but I do like it, so um, we'll see where that's going. Um, and then I'm watching Atypical Season 3, and I love the first two seasons of the show, and it's back for a third season, and I've only seen a couple episodes, so I'm, I'm really eager to dig in and binge watch um, the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. But Sam, who is on the autism spectrum, is a 19-year-old trying to find love and independence, and he's not the only one who struggles. His parents, who are played by Jennifer Jason Lee and Michael Rappaport, are on the verge of a divorce. Oh. And his sister is also going through changes, and they keep it all real. It's funny, and it's interesting, and it's heartwarming. And so I would recommend that show, Atypical, on Netflix. Okay. Um, and I was able to go see Terminator Dark Fate last weekend. Dun, 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 dun. I know. I love this movie. It was so good. It was so much action. I love the story. You know, it starts out in Mexico City where we meet Danny, a Mexican girl who will be the hope for the future. And an enhanced human who is a woman comes back to save her as they are being chased by the Rev-9 killing machine. Um, You know, all these new characters are really great additions and really great actors. But I have to say, it was so cool to see the return of Sarah Connor, played by Linda Hamilton, and T-800, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Um, and this kind of picks up where Terminator 2 ended. Oh, okay. And where the, you know, the other movies exist on an alternate timeline. So anyway, I recommend it and say, oh, watch it. Okay. Uh, Gabe and Dominic went to go see it last weekend. They loved it. Yeah. They had a good... Good time. Good. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. And so what are you currently watching, Brooke? Well, at home, uh, we started watching Daybreak. It's on Netflix. And um, 
It's about Josh Wheeler. He is in high school and he is searching for his girlfriend, Sam Dean, in the apocalypse of Glendale, California. Mm. For some reason, a bomb was dropped and most adults turned into flesh-eating zombies. <laughs> it's a dark comedy. Sounds very cool already. Yeah. Uh, Josh groups up with a 10-year-old girl. She's a pyromaniac, and her name is Angelica. And also a bully uh, jock named Wesley. There are different high school groups like Mad Max Jocks, Steve Jobs Lookalike Nerds, um, Amazon Cheerleaders, and more. Matthew Broderick is actually the principal, Principal Burr. Oh, wow. So it's just kind of funny. Um, it's, It's not too scary. There's, you know, just that high school influence, which I love. Yeah. And uh, I'm watching it with the kids. There's some language, you know, you might want to look out for. But other than that, it's it's entertaining. It's yeah. silly. I started it without the kids. And then Dominic came home and he's like, oh, you're watching it without me? I'm going to watch it. I love so, it. Yeah, we had Dominic's to start over. So cute. Yeah, he likes it. It's, yes. it's pretty silly. Yeah. But it's cool. Um, it's edgy. You know, it's... Um, Another one of those where they break the third wall and they talk to you. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's the, you're included. Um, and then I'm also, in the evening, I'm watching Jessica Jones, starred by Kristen Ritter, who is an ex-superhero who is now a private investigator, and she's got some really strong powers. Um, it is a Marvel Universe um, uh, series, and in this first season, there's an evil villain named Kilgrave, and he's on the loose, and it's like he's hypnotizing civilians and controlling them to commit acts of terror. They are traumatized as he once has caused Jessica to kill someone. She has great remorse. She meets a man, bar owner, Luke Cage, and builds oh. a relationship with him mm-hmm. until he finds out what she did. And Jessica is a whiskey drinking badass and can <laughs> kill you with one punch. And it's on Netflix, so there's three seasons so far. I'm not sure how long that will last since Disney has pulled Marvel from Netflix um, since they have the Disney Plus uh, streaming service coming soon. And I hope I get to finish the series for now. Yeah. It's pretty entertaining. It's good. Well, that's great. Thanks for those recommendations. Thank you for your recommendations. Well, that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in, and we hope something we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity, or inspiration, please subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend we would love more members of our TV club. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. We need your feedback. We'll also be uploading new episodes Tuesday, November 26th. Our next shows will be on The Walking Dead, Season 10, Episode 6 and 7. You could find our website listed in our show notes. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.